back to another episode of The Bold Platform. My name is Adrian, and I'm the creator and host of this podcast. Uh, For those that are listening for the first time, a little bit of background on the podcast. It was created in early 2019 as a way um, for me to share the stories of women and girls around Australia who are working on really amazing projects, hobbies, or full businesses that have got a really beautiful social impact or social enterprise component. So it might be a one-off project that they work on, or they may have quit their job and given this their whole, a, a total run um, and, and tried to make this business a go. Some of the people we interview are at the very early stages of launching. Some are celebrating, um, you know, 5, 10, 15 year anniversaries and everything in between. So I think this might be our 30th or 31st episode. Um, so if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, there is um, some really beautiful stories in the in the feed. So feel free to scroll back through um, the other episodes and, and find one or two that you might be interested in. Today I'm joined by Joe from Boob Lube. That's a bit of a tongue twister that name. So welcome Joe to the podcast. Hi Adrian, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I let's get straight into the podcast like we always do and I will get you to share with us what Boob Lube is all about and how you got started. Well, Boob Lube is a self-check shower gel, which is designed to, uh, to sit in the showers of, of women of all ages and to remind them to, to get to know their boobs. Uh, as you know, there, is, uh, there are many women out there travelling this uh, difficult journey with breast cancer, a lot more young people these days as well, young women and men, unfortunately. Um, the idea was born out of my sister's uh, diagnosis of breast cancer. It just made me, I, I, I was back on the front line, uh, you know, going through treatment or her treatment, um, sharing those that time with her and uh, just being aware of, uh, of the need for early detection. And having a breast cancer history of my own, uh, it just, um, I just, I just felt that I really needed to, uh, to bring about, to get involved in the awareness program. And so not only have you had your own experience with breast cancer, but also your sister as well. Yes. Yes. I'm, I've, this year has been 30 years for me, which is absolutely oh, amazing. Amazing. It is. And I'm, I'm so blessed um, and thankful to uh, and grateful to be here yeah. to be talking to you about this. Uh, and three years ago, uh, when my sister faced it, um, it was just so devastating for the family to go mm. through this all over again. Mm. Uh, I was only 28 when I was diagnosed and I had um, I had two children, two daughters, and uh, one of them was just a baby. So they were really tough days, but uh, that's, yeah, it's a long time ago now and, um, and I'm very happy that I was able to, uh, to still be here to watch them grow. Absolutely. And how old are your girls now? Uh, the eldest is 33 and 31. Wow. So past the age that, that you were at that, at that point where you had your own diagnosis. They are, yes. But very much, uh, you know, they've, they've grown up with a mother who had breast cancer. So they're really diligent. And uh, from quite a young age, they were, you know, they were all over the whole, um, you know, sort of get to know your, <clears throat> your breasts routine. Mm. And so where did the idea for this um, body wash or, or a shower shower gel, is that how you would, body wash, is that how you yes, would refer to it? It is. It's a shower gel uh, and it was actually the uh, the brainchild of my younger daughter. So after my sister was diagnosed, 
uh, I was with my daughter one day over lunch and she actually has, um, uh, she works in product development and business creation, uh, mostly in cosmetics and beauty. And she said, look, mum, I've, you know, she's always got ideas, but she said, I've had this idea. And she mentioned it to me and I just thought, wow, that is such a fantastic idea. And it would be, you know, it would be just such a great way of driving this awareness message with a product uh, of which there is nothing uh, like this in Australia. And uh, so I thought about it and thought, I think I might. And she said to me, you know, I'm happy for you to take this on, Mum, because um, I think it would just fit uh, what your, you know, your, your story and uh, your why so well. So I, uh, so I did some research and then here I am now. And so there's other similar products in other parts of the world, Joe. Well, I, I did lots of research about whether mm. it was anywhere and I found one product in America which was really just a little um, boutique product that a woman had had out um, to act as a self-check. And then in, in uh, England there is also a product. Um, I don't know if it's still on the market, but uh, same type of thing, a, a self-check shower gel, but uh, nothing in Australia. And so when you sat down with your daughter, you've had this idea, she said, look, mum, you know, I'm happy for you to take it on. And you thought, yes, you start researching, you decide, okay, this is going to something I'm going to do. Where do you even begin then looking? I'm like, in terms of, is this something that you've done in the past in, in this sort of product creation, or it was really just jumping on Google and starting to look around? Oh, look, you're so, that is so true. This this was, for me, um, I had absolutely no experience. And uh, so it was, I don't even know where to start. Mm. And, you know, thank God for us these days, we do have Google and we mm. do have, you know, the ability to, uh, to, to you know, to, to look, you know, sort of far and wide um, to see, uh, you know, who we might be able to connect with to help yeah. us with, with something that we don't actually know much about. And my daughter had, you know, she had she had certainly had a couple of contacts, but um, I didn't end up using them uh, at that time because I just wanted to. She was busy with her own thing, so I sort sure. of decided I would just, just you know, hit the ground running and uh, and see what I came across. And that was three years ago, and it was it has been, uh, yeah, it has been an enormous um, challenge and a real learning curve. Um, I have been back to the drawing board that many times and changed um, potential suppliers or manufacturers just because they didn't, you know, we just didn't get it right. And and I was really fussy and I had a very, very good idea of what I wanted Mm. um, in the outcome of of the formula and the type of packaging and, you know, because I had no experience, it was just a matter of search, knock on doors and do whatever you can um, until you've come up with something that works. And I think too, if it's something that's super close to your um, your heart and it's also your own brand as opposed to it being someone else's product that you're working on, I can imagine that your standards would be even higher in terms of what you're willing to accept in terms of product samples and prototypes for packaging and things like that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I do, I must admit, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, but, um, <laughs> but I think, as you say, it's because it's mine, it's my baby. And, mm. um, and when I, when I sort of, I didn't want to put it out there until I knew that it was everything that I wanted it to be. And it was important for me to get a formula that women 
could use happily without worrying about nasty chemicals or even, you know, being soap-free, just, just to try and get it as broad as possible so that, you know, virtually any woman um, can use it without worrying about an ingredients list, um, yeah. particularly on the breast area too. You know, we don't want to be putting chemically things uh, onto that area. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, yeah, and then there were some serious, um, you know, disappointments at times when I'd gone through the whole sampling process with a particular <clears throat> company and uh and I just turn around and find out that you know we just couldn't get couldn't get the right result. Mm. And um I even had one um company at one point when I was just about to press the button and say go, let's let's make this um turn around and say that they couldn't promise me that they could continue to provide me with one particular um ingredient in that formula. And I just oh. had, I, that was just, oh, and that was after, you know, a lot of sampling and all the, you know, ingredients list would have been on the packaging. So I, I couldn't just sort of go forward and think, oh, you know, sort of at some point in in the not too distant future, I'm going to have to go back and I'll do all my packaging again and, mm. and, and put new, um, you know, sort of another ingredient on it. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I had to walk away from that. But now I look back on that and I think I'm so glad because, I eventually did find a company who were who were able to provide absolutely everything and it was just the formula now is just, you know, it's it's just that much better than it would have been if I'd actually said yes to the others. Mm. And so what was your criteria for not only the formula but also the packaging and the person that you were wanted to partner with to, to make your product? Well, the packaging is really, I guess the packaging is the hero here because what it's branded to to draw women's attention mm. for them to look at it when it's in the shower and think oh i've got it i need to do a self check you know it's 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 there it's designed to jump out at you and tap you on the shoulder and say you know don't forget yeah uh, so really the the most important thing is the message and the message is um you know sort of right there in front of them on the packaging and i've used colors that i like um which um, which are quite feminine mm. uh, and they're clean and um, sort of you know there's a um, a nice attractive look to the packaging uh, and of course the formula had to be um, as mild, gentle, preferably organic and natural as possible. So I've achieved that that which I'm really excited about. And do you have someone that manufactures locally here in Australia, or did you end up having to go offshore to meet the criteria that you were? Um, you were after one of the look one of the um criteria that um you know that was important to me was that i would use australian producers right. and suppliers so you know that was my that was my goal and i did actually manage to uh to achieve that uh the formula company are based in victoria and uh and they produce everything out of their own um their own facility and the packaging uh, company are based in Queensland and they do outsource um, for some orders. So it does go offshore for mm. some manufacturing, but but the actual business is based here. And uh, it's a well-known um, packaging company in Australia and they, um, they're they quite large, but they've been, they have been wonderful and, um, and, you know, really, really good to deal with and, We've turned, you know, we've managed to um, to turn out a great product. And you yourself, you're based in around the Foster area, is that right? In New South Wales. 
Yes, I live at Elizabeth Beach, which is uh, an absolutely beautiful part Mm. of the New South Wales mid-north coast. Uh, I I was originally a Melbourneer and relocated um, a couple of years ago with my partner. So um, we, yeah, we, we're really loving our lifestyle here, and it just fits the brief for us, which is um, we both love the uh, the coast and the beach and the outdoors, and and uh, and this is an, an amazing place to live. And because of the world that we live in, you can do all of this from quite a, a small town, really, in terms of um, of where you live, and be be connected to suppliers from all around Australia. Oh, the beauty of um, of technology mm. it's just amazing you know I can sit uh, you know I have my own office mm. and um it within my home and uh and I can just I can I can reach far and wide and do everything that I need to do um you know via a computer which is just or a phone it's just it's it's fantastic it mm. certainly makes um starting out in business just that much easier yeah um, and running a business that much easier for people these days you know working remotely and there's a lot of emphasis on that now. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe, what was your background before this business? Are you still working now or what what was your sort of career before um the business started? Well, I've got a little bit of a mixed history. Uh I grew up um with with parents who ran uh who were in the hotel business. Right. So um that was in Melbourne and uh my father ran um three hotels. And so when I was, you know, in my teens, I sort of started to head towards hospitality mm. and, uh, and did end up spending many years in hospitality, um, both in the food side and the, um, and the bar side or the alcohol side. And, um, and then I got a bit burnt out with hospitality and decided sure. to uh, and, and, and had a family and there was a little bit of a break there for a while and, of course, during that period, I, I had cancer, so yes. um, so that sort of really was a big shift for me. Uh, and um, and there were, I didn't have to work for a number of years. Um, my husband at the time was running a, um, or we were running a um, wholesale um, tree farm on the Mornington Peninsula. So we sort of worked together in that business, uh, and so sort of I, that was my, you know, that was sort of a combined workplace. I also spent some years. Uh, working in music um, as part of a five-piece local band, which was, they were really fantastic years, a lot of fun there. Mm. Um, Off the back of that, I was, um, I did some vocal coaching for a while as well. Uh, So, um, and then I went on to study uh, horticulture. And um, yeah, and then, uh, because I've always loved everything to do with um, with plants and mm. and the whole horticultural thing, and decided that I might sort of see if it was an area that suited me. But um, I did work in it for a short time, but realised that um, that it, maybe it wasn't the direction that I was going in. So I ended up trialling with another business idea uh, for a couple of years, and unfortunately that didn't come through. But I realised why now because this was meant to be my business. And doesn't it just go to show you um, that, you know, no matter what your background is and what, you know, qualifications you've got and years of experience that you've got that it's like that cliche of where there's a will, there's a way. And if this idea, and this is something that's come through for quite a lot of guests on the podcast, it's like this idea just sort of didn't go away or they just felt so strongly once they had the idea what well, they sort of thought, well, I can't not do it now. Like I've, I've got to make it work 
whatever that means for me and our family and our finances and my career and not always have they had the experience and majority of the time they've not had the experience or knowledge or expertise or qualifications, whatever it is on paper to have started a business like what they've started. Oh, yes. And look, I know I know that at my age it's a little bit easier because I'm not raising children. Uh, and um, so that financial pressure has been removed from them. Sure. It's much, much harder for younger women who've got, you know, really, really um, – you know, sort of uh, a great deal more pressure um, with, um, you know, maybe paying off a house and mm. raising children and having to um, have, a, you know, the, a main income while they're trying to kickstart their, um, you know, maybe the, the, their dream job or mm. their idea. So, um, but, you know, I think I've read many, many stories about women who, you know, who if they're driven to, uh, you know, to, to go in that direction that they sort of get, the, they have the two things running along beside each other and then, you know, sometime down the track they might be able to just bounce, you know, into the, into the dream. Yeah. And into the, into the, into the job that they really, really um, are driven to, um, to, you know, to grow and to be part of and, and you know, sort of, you know, so I guess that's, um, you know, it, it's it's a tough call for a lot mm. of women, but uh, but I just you know, all I can say is that don't ever give up on your dream. You know, mm. even if you have to have a little higher just for a while, come mm. back and and um, and re-explore it. Yeah, I remember when I chatted with Louise from Moody Active, where I think she said she was working for a a big burger chain in HR and recruitment, and she worked the whole time for the three years that she was getting her active wear. Um, line up and running because there just wasn't there was no other option that's just what they had to do but it just meant that they made it work she still worked full time and the only reason that she had stopped was not because of the business because she went on maternity leave and she was still doing her her own business on the side because that's what it took to get it up and running but that's also what they needed to do as a family and as a household in terms of their income and, and their mortgage and all of those sorts of things like you've said Oh, look, there's some fantastic, um, you know, uh, resources these days for women where they can, you know, they can sort of read about other women's experiences mm. or listen to mm. uh, via a podcast. Mm. Um, and, you know, and, and, it, and it, it's wonderful because of the inspiration that it drives. And I know myself that um, during my own desire to run my own show, um, I just had this um this burning desire to um, to do something just for me. I'd always worked for the man, and mm. uh, and I just wanted to be to be independent and to come up with my own business and to do my own thing. Mm. And um, one of the greatest inspirations for me was um, was the collective um, magazine, which Lisa Messenger yes uh, developed, and I just poured through all of those magazines and absolutely salivated over every startup business and idea and all these stories about women, you know, um, coming in and, um, you know, their story mm. and how they got to where they got to. And it was really inspirational. And I, I highly recommend that women do as lo- lots of um, um, listening and reading, um, you know, sort of t- just to give them ideas and to help, you know, sort of, um, you know, help surge them on towards their um, towards what they really want to do. Absolutely. And that's, I guess, one of the main three goals of their podcast is exactly what you've said, is to give women a place where they can go and they can listen to stories of just everyday Aussie women and girls that have somehow um, 
you know, use whatever they could, the resources they could find to start something that they really felt strongly about and that women that they can identify with. I take a lot of inspiration and encouragement for women like that. Also, you know, very high profile, very famous women who have gone on, gone on to do amazing things, but equally as I do the woman that could be my neighbor who's working nine to five job, who's, you know, managing a, a, a business or whatever, but also trying to start something on her own, because I think there's a lot of inspiration and motivation from those stories, just as there is from the big high profile sort of celebrity level um, women that are running businesses throughout Australia. Oh, look, I think so even more because, um, you know, we, I think when we hear about those unknowns who have gone on to develop something, um, you know, and change their own world with, with mm. no help from um, sort of behind them, mm. I just I get so much inspiration mm. out of that because, you know, they're, they're the ones who have had an idea and decided that, you know, they would they were just going to, you know, sort of going to really just just not be, um, you know, not be disheartened, mm. um, you know, by what was ahead of them. Many times during this, I could have just dropped the whole thing, uh, and financially as well. You know, it's quite a thing to um, to pour a lot into something before you get anything back, mm. um, and you're hoping that you will reap um, enough from it to keep it going. Because uh, you know that that is often what holds a lot of people back is is the fear of um, of committing themselves financially as well. Um, and no, not everyone's able to do that, but I think that if you just do your homework. And you know, sort of make sure that you get as much knowledge as possible. Um, then anything's possible. Yeah, and I know there are you know a lot of options out there now in terms of startup grants and government funding and business bank loans and all of that. But I feel like through the podcast, I've learned that a lot of women have decided to take the time and do it just with savings, or maybe they you know inherited some money or they borrowed you know, a little bit from their parents and paid it back as soon as they can in, instead of some of those other options because it just still gave them that flexibility and less because because it was a passion, they didn't want to put that level of pressure around loans and repayments and, you know, also in terms of the funding, it's like a lot of um, people were uh, have mentioned that they just didn't even know how to approach those documents and the the applications and things like that. It's I feel like especially through this podcast, I found that it is more common for women to take the option of time and do it slower, but get there with savings or you know still working and things like that, as opposed to going out and doing you know huge huge rounds of um, you know raising capital or government grants and things like that. Oh, that's so true, and I and I think that. Um you know, it would be irresponsible to actually tell someone to throw an enormous amount of money at something um, initially, um, you know, if it was going to put their lives into a um, precarious situation mm. financially. And the idea of starting small and just, you know, I know myself uh, with with Boobloom is, um, you know, I, I wanted to start small. I mean, I, I, I wanted to find a way of starting small so that I didn't overcapitalize mm. and have myself in hot water. Mm. So, um, so when I was dealing with manufacturers, I was also talking to them about their MOQs, so the minimum order quantities, okay. and explaining that I really wanted to keep those down to a minimum, um, you know, and then negotiating with them if the minimum was a little bit high and saying, you know, what can you do in order for me to stay to, to actually, um, um, you know, to, to 
to have your business or you for you to have my business, um, what can we do to work something around this, the um, the order quantities? And the people, you know, there have been a number of different, I've, I've had to let some manufacturers go when they've said, I'm sorry, you know, the bottom line is that and there's no, we don't bend. Um, so I've just had to, you know, ring around, um, mm. contact and just don't give up until you find someone who kind of is ready to work with you in that area. It makes it much more doable if you can start small because, you know, sometimes you can, you know, you can sort of think, oh, great, you know, I've got this idea and make this product, but you don't realise that, it, that there could be a, a, a minimum order quantity of 10,000 mm. um, yeah. in order to get that product off the ground. So, you know, you've got to, you've just got to keep reaching out and talking to people um, and seeing, you know, how you can get those get those order quantities down to a realistic um, level. But also I think having sort of the courage to um, be a bit assertive and go, well, this is what I'm looking for and be willing to walk away from that potential partnership if it doesn't mean as opposed to sort of just going, yes, because I really want to work with these people and they tick all the other boxes, but I'm also now going to be out of pocket or I'm over kind of committing myself, actually having that having that moment to go, no, this is what I need. If you can't meet my criteria and, you know, that's fine, but thanks all the yeah. very best um, instead of sort of just going along with it and, and saying yes because you feel like you have to when, when you're starting out in a new business. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you, you just shop around. Just don't don't take the first, um, mm. you know, sort of uh, – contact that you make um just keep shopping around and seeing what you can do to make it more doable and that might be um I don't know, it might even be it might even be going into partnership with somebody else with you know mm. with another person and saying well I've got this idea you know someone who you trust obviously it's um uh you know that that can be a um, a negative you've got to be careful with part- sure. partnerships but uh, you know, but that can sometimes make something doable as well when you're sharing the financial um, journey um, with a, um, you know, with a collaboration. And working uh, for yeah. yourself and running your own business can get really lonely. So it does. finding Absolutely, someone yeah. who feels really yeah. strongly about it and having someone that you can bounce ideas off. Yes, you have to make sure that, you know, if it all goes pear-shaped, will the friendship still survive or will the partnership or, or still survive, whatever that is. But it's also nice to have someone to bounce ideas off to go, am I overthinking this? Is this a bad decision? Is, you you know, it, like can we just have a laugh or a cry or, or, or you know, just whatever it might be? It, it does get lonely. It does. And, yeah, I think that that's really true is, you know, having someone to work with. And I think what we're saying about bouncing ideas off each mm. other, that's great because, you know, you might have an idea and, you may not necessarily know whether that one's going to work, but if you've got someone to, you know, to to throw it to and see mm. what they think, especially someone you trust or you um, value their opinion, then sure. that's a win-win, you know. And who is that for you, Joe? Do you have like a, a business community there or is it your family? Who are those people for you? Well, initially my daughter was fantastic because she actually is really switched on mm. Uh and um, she's younger, so she's right on the cutting edge of technology. And uh, you know, she's done a lot of um, sourcing of her own um, with with the with, you know sort of with the business that she runs. Mm. Uh, but then it became obvious to me that she was quite busy and just couldn't quite you couldn't be available for me as much as um, as I might like. Sure. Um, 
but that also forced me to really step outside the square and and do my own research and knock on doors and um I, look I remember at one point just flicking off messages to a couple of people um businesswomen via Instagram private mm. messages and asking their advice mm. and you know that was fantastic and they were really generous with their advice so mm. you know you, you you don't have to always um you know, don't be scared to approach people to um, to get advice and to get mm. um, feedback, um, and maybe they might have some um, some contacts that they might be able to throw you at. You know, sort of mm. direct you towards. So, I mean, yeah, the worst look, thing that can happen is they don't respond, which you're exactly. in no worse a position, yeah, and that's that's, that's right. fine too. Just might not be the right timing for them, or whatever that yeah. might be. But you're no worse off for having reached out reach out to those people yeah and as you say local business community is good I mean look if you've got a um, a, a local networking um, group for women mm. um, that's that's great to be part of as well because mm. um, you know when you get together uh, you know I went to a business chicks um, meeting in Sydney last week mm. uh, which was my first one oh. and in being in the room with 1100 other women mm-hmm. um, all in business that the energy was just so fantastic and I really loved it and mm. I think when we get out there and we network with other women who are in business we get we get inspired um, we get good ideas we mm. meet other people going through the same process as well so there's sort of this support team there you need support yeah. you need to, to to get that support because it actually helps you know keep you um it just helps support you and and keep you on track do you find when you come away from events like that that you feel really um recharged and reinvigorated oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah so much it's um yeah it really does it's a um it's a wonderful recharge mm. Absolutely. You mentioned um, a little bit earlier, we were talking about that kind of being disheartened and feeling like, um, you know what, let's just not worry about this whole thing and go back to doing what I was doing before. On the sort of flip side of that, what have been some of those real milestone moments for you when you've thought, okay, this is actually, this is happening, this is going to be a thing? Have there been like those real um, highlight milestones for you? Yeah, I guess you would say they all came towards the end um, because there have been, you know, sort of I've got to a, a certain point and then had to pretty much go back to the drawing board and start mm. again. Mm. So I guess the the a real um, high for me was finding the manufacturer at the end mm. who just ticked all the boxes. Yeah. And, and the only reason why I found them was because I didn't give up. And I thought that I'd exhausted every manufacturer in Australia and I did go through many mm. and um, make inquiries, but I thought I'd sort of been through everybody and I just, you know, after after sort of the, you know, the second blast, oh, you know, it's it's what are we going to do now? Mm. Um, and I came across, you know, this um, company in Victoria I thought, oh, I should have started with them in the very beginning, or oh. you know, so good because they had everything right. But yeah. you know, I could have given up and never found them. Um, but I just didn't stop going, you know, sort of continuing on to search, and mm. that was a real high. That was a mm. fabulous moment. And also, when my packaging 
um, design was finally, um, you know, my logo and the package design was final. Mm. And we'd gone back and forth a number of times. That was also fabulous to get that prototype in my hand and actually look at it and think, oh my God, it's real. Yeah. It's right there. You know, it's actually a real thing. It's, it's happening. Not just something that I keep talking about. <sighs> they definitely are moments that um, are worth celebrating, that's for sure. When you have those days where you sort of feel like it's not going to happen or you're just sort of banging your head against brick walls or you're just getting emails that you think, oh, God, like I didn't need that today, what do you do to take care of yourself and keep yourself motivated and and focused on that end goal of getting this product to market? Well, firstly, I think it's really important for us to take some time out Mm. and, um, you know, when we feel a bit overwhelmed and we just can't find an answer um, to a, a situation, then I think that to step aside from that for a little while and just to, and do nothing mm. um, and just I, I've look. I'm a real component, a real um, lover of meditation, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be you know long periods of time spent meditating, but just stilling the mind. And I, I love walking along the um, along the beach, so. When I'm at the beach, sometimes I'll just sit down and I'll just empty my mind of all my woes and clear my head. And it's amazing how much that can just re—it just revitalizes you and it just mm. takes burdens off your shoulders. Uh, but I think just allowing yourself to stop and put it aside, and then come back to it maybe the next day. You know, mm. just don't don't overthink everything and try and all sort it all out. You know, sort of in one go. Uh, and I also think that, um, you know, maybe ringing someone who you value the advice of and um, having a chat with them and seeing what they, you know, what their angle on it might be, um, that's another way of um, of problem solving as well. Mm. But just, just, just taking care of yourself and letting your, just emptying your mind and, um, and not letting it overwhelm you. Yeah, because it can. And it can, can really overwhelm you and yeah. you can just you just feel like sometimes you just feel like giving up because yeah. you just cannot see beyond the wall that's right in front of you yeah. um, of nothing, you know, nothing moving forward and mm. everything just seems to be a dead end. Mm. Um, but you just sometimes you just have to just take a breath, step back mm. and um, and then, you know, revisit it with a fresh mind. I think sometimes too, when you are working on your own, you know, you can tend to sort of spiral and like you said, not be able to see from what's right in front of you, but sometimes chatting with someone or just leaving it to the next day and then looking at it again, it just gives you, especially someone else can give you a different perspective that you just, you just can't see. You've just got your blinkers on or you, you've just kind of spiraled on a, um, on an issue when you just can't see past it. Yeah, very much. And I think also to motivational, um, uh, you know, you might, you know, listen to a, a, a podcast or mm. read something um, that that is that you know helps to either um, lighten you, mm. um, give you a bit of laughter, or something that motivates you and um, and helps you go on is another another way of um, you know sort of re-energizing yourself towards you know towards that goal. Mm. So with the product, um, you know, only, well, what is it now, days away from 
being available for purchase. Is that that's correct, isn't it? Well, October is the launch, so yeah. Breast Cancer Awareness Month will yes, be the month course. that I launch. So yeah. it's just a lit. We're, we're just trying to finalise the website at the moment, yeah. and um, and I don't want to release the product until the website's up and running, so that women mm. have got that resource to um to come to, mm. uh, so that they can actually um you know sort of just. Uh, look at some of the how-tos and just get a bit of information if they need it. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so very close. And so that's a perfect lead into um, my question. So the product will be available for online. What other plans do you have um, for online purchasing through your website? Have you got other plans for um, having it in different shops or having stockers around the place? What sort of some of the ideas that you've had in in that space? Or is it too soon? <laughs> well, but yeah, but it, it's it's certainly something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about is how do mm. I get this product out there on mm. the shelves? And um, and obviously, you know, via an online um, uh, format is the is the beginning for me, is the start. But I've emailed various large um, companies, you know, sort of in in our country who I hope might be interested in carrying this mm. um, this product. You know, sort of, you know, sort of in their, um, in their shops, and um, I'm hopeful to uh, to get it out there into you know into the marketplace so that mm. it's um, so people can actually buy it, um, you know, sort of when they're in a particular uh, store. So it's just a matter of hoping that that someone sees it as being worthwhile taking on. And so the product will be available through your website for people to purchase um if people do want to jump on and find out a little bit more about the work that you're doing and stay tuned um for when the product is available where's the best place for them to find you they can go to my website at the moment still even though it's a work in progress and and get get um, some information there mm-hmm. so that is um the w dots boobloob.com.au and that's also got links to your social media if people want to follow along as well there it will have Uh, I do have at the moment I do have an Instagram account which is your breast cancer stories Mm -hmm. and that is the pre-launch social media account for um, boobloob which Mm -hmm. and eventually I will be going on to um, to a new Instagram account which Mm -hmm. will um, come under the boob loop name but uh, I'm I am actually letting people know about that at the moment via my your breast cancer stories Instagram awesome. account and they will also eventually be able to buy from that um, from the Instagram account as well because there'll be a link to um, to shop perfect so um so that's you know that's a really I think that's um really important because a lot of yeah. people do shop via Instagram these days yeah. so as Joe um has just mentioned that website is www.boobloob so that is spelled b-o-o-b-l-o-o-b.com.au and you can find out more about Joe's stories um Joe's story and also on that website Joe shares some beautiful stories of other breast cancer survivors and a bit about her girls and obviously the product as well so please do go and check that out and and jump onto instagram and follow joe's account um obviously that's a huge way that we can support joe and her business um now as they get ready and put the final touches on that website so that we can all um we can all jump on and and buy our products especially coming into christmas it's a great um a great gift for the women and girls in your world that not only is something that they're going to be buying anyway in terms of um 
body wash products, but also has a really beautiful message and just reminds, um, it helps us keep our, um, you know, our sisters and our mums and our nieces and all those women in our um, lives and our friends are accountable to check in on each other and also check in on our own bodies and having it right there in the shower is such a great idea um, and such a great reminder joe it is an absolutely amazing um business and a beautiful idea and i can't wait to jump on and and buy some bottles for all my sisters and and my nieces and my um and my mum as well oh thanks adrian look i one thing that that i really need to say too is that, you know boobloo has been developed because i want more women to be aware of their mm. of their breast health yeah and so really the the, the hero is is in driving that awareness and it's so important that girls just know they're normal Mm. Uh, and and, you know if they've got that there and they're getting to know their breasts then if for some reason something changes and uh you know they can be onto that really fast and you know i I have spoken to some women who never do any self-checking and i and i just think it's it's very very easy to forget Mm. um you know women are so busy these days there's just too many things on that's why a shower gel for me was a great way because they're already undressed. They're already in the shower. Exactly. It just it just takes the inconvenience out of a breast check. And of mm. course, there are further, you know, you go on beyond that by um, self checking, um, you know, out of the shower. But and then if you notice any changes, of course, heading straight to your GP and mm. getting it dealt with really quickly. Joe, one question I have, and and this is something that I, you know, I sometimes think, well, if I'm asking this question, you know, about anything, then there's a chance that at least one other person has asked this question as well. Something that I personally have never really found a great resource for is the actual technique around that checking process. Is there um, a resource that you would recommend, one that you have or another site potentially that can actually give women, because I know there's obviously one part of it is the awareness and and having that conversation, but also if we don't know what we're doing or what we're checking for, it kind of, you you know, when we're potentially going to miss things that might be changing if we don't actually know the the technique or um, or what we should be looking for and how we should be checking our breasts. That's true. And one thing I will have on my website, although it's not there yet, um, is I will have a full um, diagram and um, instructional um, uh, section which will show women exactly how to do their breast checking. Right. Uh, in the meantime, if if um, women need to uh, to get other resources, they could go to um, the McGrath Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be resources on that um, on their website for um, self checking and Pink Hope. Um, uh, I'm I'm not quite sure of their um, of their website name, mm. but um, you can certainly go to Pink Hope on Instagram, and those, those girls are fabulous. Uh, they're they're just all over everything to do with breast cancer. Yes, and um and there will be some something from there where they can get um you know where they can actually find their way to a some sort of diagram and awesome. way of self checking. Okay, there's great. plenty out there. Look, yeah. it would, would take nothing for a girl to just type in you know self checking instructional um video or what there'll, there'll be something online but um mm. in australia of course um you know places like the mcgrath foundation who by the way um i am supporting uh v- via the um sales of this product and it was important to mention that Boobloo will be supporting the mcgrath foundation for their breast cancer nurses program uh, this program is so important for women travelling this road with breast cancer. 
and the support that they provide is it's just amazing and um, I remember my own journey uh, 30 years ago now and the uh, breast care nurses or the cancer nurses rather who were uh, there for me when I was going through chemotherapy and although they weren't McGraw nurses back then uh, they, they they were just so important and you know when I walked through those doors and uh, to face the uh, that horrible um, couple of hours of having to have chemotherapy they were there and they were just with a smiling face and a sense of support and they just you know they were just important very important and I've never forgotten the women two particular women I remember who went were there right through um, the whole journey and actually one of them was still there 15 years later when um, when I used to go back for appointments with my oncologist and these women are so important that uh, that I just wanted to get behind the McGrath Foundation and help to support this program and everything that the McGrath Foundation represents is um, is amazing so uh, so funds towards their programs um, is definitely money well donated that's great thank you it's uh, it's really important I think that um, people not only are reminded but then they've also got the tools to put those things in place and you mentioned pink hope who are um, you know a recent guest on the podcast so yes. there's um not there I think their website is pinkhope.org um, but if you scroll back through the feed um, there is a podcast episode from a few weeks ago with crystal who is the founder of pink hope and there's some information about um, what they do and their website link um, in that episode which will also pop in the show notes for today's episode joe thank you so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with me i honestly was so excited when you emailed me a few weeks ago and said oh i'm ready to take you up on your offer of the interview (laughs) we're finally at that point and we're nearing october and i'm so glad that the email was that and not look it hasn't worked out or we've decided to go a different direction i I genuinely was very excited when i got um, that email from you a few weeks ago on that friday so thank you so much for making time um for coming and chatting um with me today as joe mentioned their website again is www.boobloob.com.au and we will pop that um link to joe's website in the show notes thank you for listening to another episode of the bold platform if there's someone in your world that you think might benefit from hearing joe's story please share this episode with them it's really easy if you're listening on an app just to share or you can tag them in one of joe's posts that will prompt them or in um, the bold platform on instagram and facebook any way that you can please do share this episode and help get joe's amazing business out there. Um, We'll be back next Friday with another episode of The Bold Platform. So until then, thank you so much for listening. And Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much for having me. You know, you've actually helped me get the message out there. And and, uh, and I I love your podcast. I've listened to a few of them and it's it's fabulous. And, uh, you know, I I just think that um, women like you um, are doing great things. So well done. Mm -hmm.